Hi, this is Ivanya Easley, and this is The Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion, styled by Love E. And this podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry by talking with other fashion professionals and sharing um, advice and gems on how you can grow and scale and even start your business. So today we have a special guest, Felicia, with the Assembly Line. She is going to introduce herself and her company and tell us all about what she does why she does it and how she does it and of course how y'all can get in contact with her so welcome felicia thank you for taking time to chat with us how are you i'm great thank you avonia for having me i'm super honored to be on oh uh, no thank you i'm excited to have you so of course you got to tell us what is the assembly line what is it all about and of course how you even got into the business yes so my name is felicia lowey i'm the ceo and founder of assembly line we're a fashion consulting agency based here in atlanta georgia um, as of two weeks ago, we celebrated five years. Congrats. Um, thank you. That's a big, big milestone for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, I am from a small town in South Georgia called St. Mary's, um, graduated and went to school for fashion merchandising at Georgia Southern University. Fashion okay. is all that I've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize until I got into high school that there was so much more, you know, to the industry than just designing. Yes. Um, so it actually started with my mom who owned a sunglass store. When I was in high school, I had to work for her and she sold designer glasses, everything from Chanel to Prada, Gucci to Cartier. Okay. Um, so I went to a trade show with her and I was just, I still remember to this day walking that trade show and it changed the trajectory of my career forever. And I was only 16 years old. Um, so I, I got a, yeah, so I got a degree in merchandising. Um, and I went to school and um, went on to New York uh, to do a uh, internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the internship, I, I worked during during my time in New York, it was only three short months. Um, but I knew that New York was not the place for me. Um, <laughs> unlike everybody else's fashion dreams, I really wanted to move to Atlanta and Atlanta yeah. was the big city in the South. So I moved yes. here um, and started my career in the wholesale space of um, fashion. And when you were in the sales space, what did you do exactly in the sales space? And then can you say, like, was it one company you worked for or was it one company that represented a bunch of different brands or what? Yeah. So I'm um, actually the first, the very first job I got was working for a company called Boxer Craft and we sold college bookstore apparel. So the time where, you know, you had butt prints and like paw prints on your shorts and yeah. all, anything that you could ever buy with college or high school apparel, whether it be tackle twill, rhinestones, like screen printing, embroidery. That is really the first job I ever had. And I did customer service. um, And I ended up doing trade show coordinating for them and really understanding again, back to the trade show world of selling products B2B um, and understanding mostly about blank apparel, you know, in the production process of decorated apparel, which is a huge, you know, multi-million dollar every year. So that was one facet of the industry I worked in. From Mm -hmm. there, I ended up at um, America's Mart. Um, So America's Mart is, for those of you who don't know, is one of the biggest merchandise marts in the country. Um, We have thousands of square feet, 13 floors of showroom space in Atlanta. And that is solely for wholesale buying and selling. So I was a showroom manager Um, at one point. I had anywhere from six brands to 23 brands was the most I ever represented. Um, And they were both domestic and international brands. So my role as a showroom manager was to take in new brands that were interested in getting a sales rep, 
Um, and that could be, you know, approving or denying brands yeah. and also managing trade show schedules, appointments with buyers, merchandising the showroom. So there was a, it was a lot um, undertaking as a showroom manager and making yeah. sure that all of our clients were represented in our appointments, but also that, you know, that we're making enough sales to meet our sales goals each month for all of those different brands. So that was, that was truly my like where I learned the most about fashion business, um, understanding how challenging the brand owners, you know, their, their role is every day. And it's not just about creative and it's not about picking beautiful fabrics. They really truly have to understand their numbers and their distribution and production schedules and, you know, cut tickets and how much fabric to order and notion. Like there's so much more to just putting together a pretty lookbook. Um, so that's really what inspired me to, to do the agency, but I spent some good times in the sales world prior to ever thinking about starting my business. Awesome. No, I love that. And that you got the experience that you needed to be able to go out on your own and build your own business. What are some of the characteristics or even if somebody wanted to like, Oh, I would love to do what you just said. What is the best way they should even go about trying to, you know, work their way up to a showroom manager or even working as at the Mart or in a a showroom um, and working their way up to just being a manager, even just working there selling. Well, it actually started. So when I had my first full-time job, I would work at the weekends doing market weekend. So I would work full time and then I would get a showroom gig for the weekend for the show. And the show is five times a year. So I was contracted. I think at the time I was making like a hundred dollars a day to be at the show and assist yeah. the sales reps, like writing orders. So that was the first intro I ever had into America's Mart. Yeah. Um, and that was all while I had a full time job. So there are options and opportunities for people that are interested in working at the showrooms to get hired as a day rate, like a contractor. Yeah. Um, And for those that are in the Southeast region um, and driving distance from Atlanta, we actually have an amazing partner um, in Atlanta First Agency. They go by AFA um, and they are actually a staffing agency, a recruiting agency that works specifically with trade shows. So oh, awesome. they are amazing to work with. Um, shout out to them. They've been super supportive at the, of the assembly line um, programming that we do called, you know, the behind the scenes series that we do. Yeah. But they work with, they have hundreds of um, staffers that just do apparel marts. So they've done Dallas, they do New York, um, LA shows. They even help people get job placements. So that may be like a good place for somebody to eat. Absolutely. Yeah, I so they have, yeah, I actually host their recruiting events <laughs> they have oh, one okay. this Sunday at my studio. Um, so it's really awesome. So you get to come in, they interview you, they train you. It's all free. They train you how, you know, to do sales, how you're going to work at the apparel mart um, or whatever trade show that you're working and give you all the tools that you need. And then you get paid to work at the shows. So the yeah. people that have been doing these experiences through AFA, they go on to get hired by brands, yeah. um, you know, and then they get into this showroom and showroom space just from doing, you know, a, a couple of shows, but I highly yeah, recommend checking them out because that's a really great entry. I love that. I love that. So once you um, had the showroom experience, you worked as the manager, you was managing the brands, what made you go ahead and be like, Hey, you know what? I can do this. I can do it on my own. I can really help brands because I see it from both ends of, you know, buying brands as well as what the brands have to go through to even get selected 
or mm-hmm. not be selected? What made you be like, I'm going to go ahead and start assembly? Well, I can tell you that I truly am an 80s baby. So mm-hmm. me being an entrepreneur was not on my things to do list. Um, oh, yeah. I truly it, like just by happenstance that I started this journey. Um, I was really passionate about the brands that I was serving and I felt a need to help, right? Like help them with a better, you know, hang tags or helping them get the content that they needed. And the challenge would be they had beautiful product, but there were so many things that they needed to just level up or take them to, you know, an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt a more drawn to this, like, consulting role. So what I yeah. did was start taking side projects and, um, you know, little by little didn't quit my day job, but I was yeah. doing consulting work until the point I got offered a full-time job and a role to move to St. Louis. Um, wow. and they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Cause I was like, there's no way I would move unless you did this, 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 and this yeah. paid my rent. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was very lucky to have that experience. And when I moved to help them, I felt like that was truly the path that I needed to go down. Yeah. Um, and they were in the process of like their concept and, and the product development phase. So my role as a project manager with them was, I had a, a year contract and it was just to bring the product to life. So yeah. that was the first experience that I had. Um, and I just started doing these one-off projects. I, and I literally started waiting tables, bartending, you know, cause I really wanted to do the consulting route. Um, and I, it wasn't until like just five years ago that I was able to start hiring, you know, additional team members. Yeah. Now a strong team of four. Um, I have one based in Mexico, one in Florida, one in Atlanta that helped me um, run the agency. But it was truly just taking on project by project until I was able to to hire more help to take on more projects. But it was honestly the the passion behind it is really helping the brands that need yeah. so much support. And they can't afford to go hire 10 person team. Yeah. They're not able to do that. A lot of the money that they're spending is product development and manufacturing and, you know, delivering these orders. Yeah. um, That was really with the inspiration and and how I knew I I really wanted to do that full time. That is awesome. I love that. Um, And I wanted to ask with, um, I guess, brands that are repped by you or get help from you, what are some of the things they need to already kind of have in place to even, even for you to be able to help them? Are you literally help people from like, oh, I just have this idea or do they need to already be at a certain level? Oh, no, we do concept to consumer. I mean, we literally have, I've met people at the airport in line that said, oh my God, I've always had this idea. I just don't even know where to start. They didn't even have a domain secured. So we have done that through all the way through launching their product and shipping their first order. So that is truly like what makes our agency unique is that we hold their hand while a lot of other agencies are going to tax, you know, and and say, well, that's not what we do. We only do X. We truly support our, like all of our clients and meet them where they're at. So whether you're starting up or starting over, we're able to hold your hand and get you to the next step. Um, the challenge that we find is people have made so many expensive, costly mistakes. Yeah. By the time they find us and they always say, I wish I found you sooner. Yeah. So yeah. Our goal is to truly bring transparency to our industry and in the process so that, that we are helping other entrepreneurs succeed. Um, surprisingly, we have more, uh, clients that don't have fashion experience than we do with people that have degrees in fashion. 
Yeah. Um, so it's the everyday person that's like, hey, this might be my side hustle. You know, we've seen people, you know, go on to do millions of dollars in sales, but they yeah. started like with just an idea. Yeah. Um, so that's really what we love to help with. We've also helped brands that are existing businesses that may do direct to consumer, but they want to shift and do wholesale. Um, and because wholesale is where I came from, that is a sweet spot for us. And, and we're able to help them shift their business in that way. Um, so it really just depends on where the client is, but we've yeah. helped all kinds of people, you know, dog accessories, swimwear, mm -hmm. kids clothes, um, whatever it is that you want to create, we can help. I love that. I love that. So literally they can come to you, whether they're like, oh, I have this idea and I want to get it started and you'll help walk them through the Absolutely. process of even creating their brand and line yep. as well as getting them in stores or even selling direct to consumer if they want. Absolutely. So we actually have a really um, detailed homework assignment that we make all of our clients do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really truly to get to the root of their ideas and make sure that they understand their target consumer, that they understand the competitive landscape. Um, so we, we take it, our process very seriously. We don't want people to jump into this industry. It's very costly. Yeah, um, it is. And make mistakes, right? Like, yes, we could take everyone's money and, and promise them the world. And, you know, that just wouldn't do us good service yeah. and, and also help them. So we really, truly um, have a collaborative process where we're asking a lot of questions. Um, we give them a homework assignment that they have to complete before we can even start. And we start with branding um, and, and really getting into the root of their target consumer and, and target, you know, customer profiles, competitor analysis on price points, um, their brand positioning. So we do all of that condition work and like make sure that their foundation is stable before we ever start even looking at fabrics, right? If they're even, you know, wanting to do the production route, um, just so that they, we're all on the same page and make sure that they're making the right decisions. Um, for example, we have people that are interested in, in sustainability, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing right now. That is like so that. major. But as soon as I start explaining the cost, they're like, um, okay, well maybe, maybe later. So <laughs> that obviously is something that goes into sourcing. So if sustainability is something that's important to you, but not necessarily a must have, then that's not necessarily something that's going to be written in your brand story. Right. Yeah. So you may say I'm eco-conscious. And we're working towards that goal. So you want to make sure you set that foundation from the beginning. So when we start sourcing packaging, when we start sourcing fabrics, when we start talking about the production process, that is something that's already in threaded into, you know, your brand story, your ethos and the goal. Um, you don't want to have to shift, you know, and, and change all of that. So the foundation and branding, that is really the basics. If someone hasn't started, like haven't, hasn't done anything, we absolutely start with branding first. And how long does the process take from start to finish? And I'm sure it varies from brand to brand, but like mm -hmm. if you're starting from complete scratch versus, Hey, I have a brand. I just now want to sell wholesale or I just want to pivot my story or I just want to step it up a little bit. Do you yeah. have like time ranges for both of those? Um, yeah, it definitely varies. I think the longest for sure, the hands down longest process is product development. Um, and that has been anywhere from nine months to two years. Um, and that really, truly depends on the manufacturer that we're working with and the development of the, the 
product that we're working on. Um, yeah. We actually, the longest we've worked on a project was the magnetic body suits. I think you have seen, um, shout out to Toby with Luska, um, yeah. the first magnetic patented bodysuit. Um, that was a two-year project with just developing because of the technicalities of, you know, the patents and, and what we were creating has never been done before. So that was a longer process. Um, anything that is, you know, an existing business that wants to shift into wholesale, that's simple as us creating line sheets and going over pricing and discussing with their production facilities. So that could be, you know, just like 90 days, you know, something a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, Do you help them actually get introduced to like, oh, I want to sell at Macy's, Nordstrom's, whatever. Or you just make sure they're ready once they find. We make sure that, yeah, we make sure that they're ready, but we have an amazing partner that we work with that finds them wholesale agencies. So their role, um, they're one of the largest staffing, excuse me, staffing um, consultancies that helps you match make with wholesale agencies. So what we do is just make sure that they're prepared. They have lookbooks, they have line sheets, their pricing is ready. They have a solid brand story, you know, social media presence is great. Their website's ready uh, and they have samples. So once they get introduced to the consultancy that we work with, they're able to be match made with an agency that can help them get into those department stores and boutiques. And at that point, they have a better or greater chance. Absolutely. Exactly. Love that. Love that. Well, um, of course, you know, I think you explained really well how the um, your company works, what all that you do so that people who are listening that may want help with their brand and taking it from start to finish can definitely um, work with you. And now I want to dig a little bit more into just the business of being a business, because I think a lot of times with fashion especially in creatives we focus so much on the creative that people don't focus enough on the business which is of course how you stay in business is because Mm -hmm. you have to you know handle your business so I would say these are some of the questions about that is what is a common myth that you feel about fashion or even just your role in fashion because I always feel like when people be like um oh you're a stylist oh you shop for clothes all day every day with other people's money Mm -hmm. that's like one component but it's not like what I get to do every day all day Right. Um, I would say, man, it, there's so many because of social media, I feel like everything's glamorized. Yeah, well, it's glamorized, but it's also like the cooking show version, right? Like you yeah. put food into the oven and 30 seconds later, they're showing you the cooked version on the yeah. couch. Like there is so much that goes into building a brand and launching a brand, not to mention the funds that go into marketing the product. So yeah. I think the biggest misconception is like, you know, rush straight into getting the product done and it'll, it will fix, like, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. That's not true. It's <laughs> you not. still have to, you know, unless you're an influencer with built in following, you still have, you know, responsibility financially and, and time-wise to put into marketing. And yeah. that can be, you know, grassroots, organic pop-up shops that you got to do, you know, doing shopping experiences, like just because you built a beautiful product and you made it live online, that does not mean that it's going to make millions of dollars. So I think that's the biggest misconception that I see and and feel the frustration when I get to clients that are like, well, how quickly can we do this? There is, you know, we do a lot of coaching and making sure that they understand the commitment that they're getting into. Yeah, they have to get be in, be ready for a marathon. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we get through product development, which is also a very frustrating process. And some of our clients buy product existing, 
but a yeah. lot of our clients are interested in making product from scratch. Yeah. And once you get into that, you know, that is exhausting. And then when yeah, you it really is. Get to launch, you're like, oh, I did it. I launched. But really, that's the beginning of the work, right? Yeah. Like, that's when you start, you know, having to do the heavy hitting the pavement, selling product, like all the other exhausting work that goes yeah. into it. And it's not so glamorized, right? We see photo shoots and samples and it's like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. But it is frustrating. You don't see the 15 different samples that have gone before that and all the money yeah. spent into the sample making and the package that was lost or the fabric yeah. away, like production, you know, delays that missed the deadlines. So I think that's really the biggest challenge is that yeah it's a lot of moving parts and I think the other thing is they don't get to see it like how all of this has to be working simultaneously because the thing is you can't really like oh I'm going to build a product and then when I finish building a product then I'm going to market the product you almost have to already be marketing it so that by the time it's finished it's ready to be sold because all that time and money um, that has went by while you're making it and now you got to try to do time and money after it's over when you could have been doing it time it's just yeah. a lot. <laughs> we recommend that our clients are, you know, telling the story and they're yes. sharing the behind. Getting people process. interested now. Okay. Well, that and also being true about the process, right? Like, yeah. hey, here's our first sample. It came out terrible. Like, you know, yeah. they want to show the, the fun part and the easy part and glamorize it. But there is a lot that people don't share. Um, and also, you know, there are ch- there are opportunities for you to do uh, pre-orders, right? Like, Hey, this is what I've been working on for a while. Like we're finally ready and we're going to take pre-orders. So there is that work too, that you're doing while building the brand, like you mentioned and not waiting to go live. Yeah. Um, So that's it. That's the, I think that the, the marketing after launch is really the, the biggest, um, goal to, to make sure that we include that in our plan. Yeah, most definitely agree. Um, what are three pieces? I was asked this question too. What are three pieces of advice that you would give to someone who wants to either start their line, grow their line, or expand their line, or even want to get into what you're doing? Like, oh, you know, I don't want to start my own line, but I actually want to help people with their own line. What are three pieces of advice you give to those two different types of people? Um, well, one is don't quit your day job. Um, <laughs> that part. <laughs> I mean, like as everything is so glamorized and this entrepreneur like hustles, I'll sleep when I die. That is not true. <laughs> um, if you do not take care of yourself and your, you know, and have that balance, it's going to be very difficult for you to run that marathon, right? That is entrepreneurship. Um, but I would say, don't quit your day job. Make sure that you are financially in a place where you can eat, pay your bills, you know, and start yeah. small and really even if it is something in consulting, I've heard someone say, well, I want to, I want to be a consultant. I'm like, well, you can't consult on anything unless you have expertise. That, so part. that is the biggest misconception too, of like, well, I'm just going to get this job. It's not, you don't become a consultant just by applying to be one. Um, you really become one by getting industry experience and expertise. So yeah. I would say, you know, if this is the route that you want to go and you want to work with fashion brands directly, start with a brand, you know, do part-time work for them, work in their showrooms. Um, you know, even if let's say you want to be in bridal, I always recommend that people work in retail with bridal. Um, yeah. be speaking directly to consumers. You're going to understand their buying habits. You're going to understand how, you know, fittings go and, and all of those nuances that you don't get as a designer per se, but you're getting the retail experience directly yeah. to the consumer that will help 
you as a business owner in Bridal. Um, exactly. That's like research and data that you need to yeah. know your customer. And that's my third point was really <laughs> research and really understanding your competitors. And it's not to copy what they're doing, but understanding who's out there um, and just making sure that you stay stay true to who you are and, and not shift just because there's a trend out there, right? Like people are looking for a unique product and it's hard to stay true to who you are, but people want authenticity and they want yeah. to feel like they're connected to your brand. So just stay true to who you are and make sure you do research to see, you know, who else is out there and, and stay in your lane. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think um, that makes perfect sense and co-sign all of that. What is the most important lesson you have learned um, thus far? I think that balance is not even a joke. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm close to 40 now, so it's, it's it hits different when you need to get to bed by 930. Um, my old days of staying up till 3am and like, you know, not having a set schedule and, um, you know, that wasn't conducive for being pro, you know, productive, but also profitable. So I yeah. think like really getting a hold of my schedule and setting boundaries, boundaries yeah. is a really big lesson. Um, knowing what I'm good at doing and then hiring people to do the other things. Um, yeah. I think sometimes people say, well, I can do this and that I'm, I'm 19 different things. Right. But if you spread yourself too thin, then you're not going to move forward faster than you can. Yeah. If, you, if you build the team, set boundaries and really like manage your time and then understand what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, I started small when I tell you, like, I would never, if you asked me five years ago, if I had a team, international team, yeah. you know, that I was doing production in Mexico, like I would have never thought that that's where I would be, but I did start small and I learned from every client that we did. We improved every year and little by little I grew um, yeah. and managed those boundaries in my schedule so that we could take on more. Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, for sure. Um, and not trying to, like you said, do every single thing yourself as you continue to be in business, but getting the help you need. Um, what's that saying about if you want to go uh, fast, you go alone or, but if you are, no, if you want to grow fast, you grow with a team or something like that, because you can't do everything yourself. Um, and being able to bring on people that have strengths and areas that you don't, to make you stronger all the way around because you're good at what you're good at mm -hmm. and they may be good at something that you need. So absolutely, I, I love that. Um, what do you feel? Hold on, let me look, make sure I'm asking the question right. What is one of your favorite um, productivity hacks as an entrepreneur? Asana. <laughs> oh, you love Asana? I use that as well. Um, yeah. But I think my favorite might be my calendar. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, absolutely. I live and die by that calendar. <laughs> Me like, too. <laughs> the calendar is not happening. Yeah. Um, and I even have one for my husband and he'll be like, hey, uh, when is it? I'm like, did you check the calendar? Um, everything that we do goes on that calendar. But really, Asana is the best thing that happened to me and my team because we have so many projects. Um, and it was free when I first started. You know, it was a very free, simple tool that I use. Um, and it's not that expensive. I think we pay $50 a month on it now and yeah. we have like four users on it. Um, but it's truly helpful. You know, I know a lot of people write notes everywhere, you know, and yeah. you lose your notebook. Um, so being able to actually put tasks in a software that like yeah. outlines everything. And if you're a checklist person, this is the perfect app for you. It allows you to make tasks and then yeah. subtask and then more subtasks. 
So if you say like photo shoot for, you know, whatever brand underneath that, I can put like 15 different tasks and I can assign them to different people. Um, you can put deadlines and then overall view timelines. So I think that truly was a game changer um, for our agency and of course our, our calendar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, if there was anything else that you could be occupation wise, would it still be in fashion? And if so, what other job would it be? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I would say for sure fashion. The only other thing I really loved was like styling. I think in personal shopping, I love the work that Jerry did. Jeremiah James. Absolutely. I'm, I'm still the person that my friends and my friend's husband's text yeah. and they ask me, I got a text this morning. Like, which one should I wear? What shoes should I wear? And like, what bag do I need? And I've always been that go-to person of my friend groups. Um, I have cleaned out many closets, um, yeah. taken friends, clo- you know, shopping. Yeah. I, when I lived in St. Louis briefly, I had a balling on a budget, like blog that I was trying oh, okay. to do because I was shopping very like thrifty. And so I would buy yeah. from Goodwill or Salvation Army. And I was always a good at putting things together. Um, yeah. I've always been like that since I was little and, and fashion was something that I always loved and I loved getting dressed. So I'd feel that shopping, personal shopping and styling, I think would have been something else I would have done or something in film and entertainment. Cool. That's funny. Um, oh, look, that's how I started um, being the person that everybody called as far as friends and family, like what shoe or what outfit right? or what? And then that's I was able to my whole career. No, that's a, that's a compliment, right? Like people trust our decision and they're like, Felicia said no, then I'm not going to wear it. So yeah. I love yeah. That. yeah, no, I love that. That's cool. Um, and then um, we're wrapping it up now. What are the either three books, podcasts, or movies which you recommend for um, someone that's interested in the business? And the only reason I ask for any one of the three is because everybody learns different. Um, I personally like all three, but some people are like, oh, I only do movies or I only do books yeah. or I only do podcasts. So I just um, I don't I'm have an, to answer all three, but whichever yeah. one. I'm an <laughs> audible girl. I cannot read. I'm like <laughs> way too distracted. Um, so I love doing audible because I can, you know, clean and multitask yes. while, I'm, while I'm listening. Um, That's what I love about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's great, right? So podcasts, I really like... Um, how I built this. That's one of my me favorites. too. With uh, what's the name, Guy? Yeah, I. Yeah. It's really awesome because you know anyone from Lululemon to Sarah Blakely, like yes, I just love hearing their stories. And even if it's not necessarily fashion, um, you know they have just great insight and they tell. Yes, that's yeah. what I love about uh, just yeah. business, though. In general, is listening yeah. to the podcast and hearing how people built their business. Because at the end of the day, business is still business, no matter what the industry is, and you can learn from people that have built successful businesses and apply it to your own fashion business right and also um i would recommend listening to we crashed because okay. that was amazing um it's about the story of we work uh and i was very interested to see you know as fast as people think well i made this multi-billion dollar business they actually crashed yeah um and so it's a really good insight nothing to do with fashion but, but yes. really about business yeah growing too quickly can actually hurt you yeah um, so I really really enjoyed that and then I'm currently listening to get shit done um the ultimate guide to productivity pros- procrastination and is that Alex um no Jeffrey Gitmer oh okay because I know it's another person that I think that's the name of her cohort um, um is get shit done oh, okay yeah. cool 
that was, and then the other one, what was the other one? I'm looking it up now. Um, you're a badass at making money. I love that one too. Okay. okay. Now I love when I ask y'all that, uh, um, that question as well, because I'm like, Oh, let me check out some of the ones that everybody mentioned as my yeah. guest. If it's one I hadn't heard of or hadn't listened to. So I love that. Um, and then of course, how can people find you? And do you have any final words and thoughts that you want to share? Yeah. Um, well, I'm super excited and, gl- and grateful to be a guest today. And thank you for, for taking time to, to let me speak oh, to you. Um, you. For anyone that's in the Atlanta area, I would love for them to follow our um, studio page. Mm-hmm. Back in October, we opened a studio called The Assembly. And it's really like a fashion um, creative space where we host uh, a monthly event series called Behind the Seams that I mentioned and also yeah. photo shoots and pop-up stops. I think I've only been to one of our events. Yes, um, I've been to uh, the pop-up. I would love for you know anyone that's in the Atlanta area to follow and subscribe to our email list so they can get updates on our events. And that's at the Assembly ATL on Instagram. And then our agency page where all things fashion, brand building, or, or product knowledge is all under the Assembly Line Co. on Instagram. And they both link to each other. So if you find one, you'll find the other. Awesome. And of course, we'll tag that when we um, have this podcast go live so that they can um, find you and follow you and see all the amazing things you're doing in the industry, as well as hopefully work with you if they have brands that they need help. I actually thought of somebody while we were um, talking and I'm going to ask her, has she reached out or thought about working with you? Because she has a brand that she's trying to take to another level. Yeah, no, I forgot to mention, we also do free intro calls. Um, so all you gotta do is, yeah, we go into our link on assembly line co, um, on Instagram and it says book your free intro call and it has a link to our Calendly. So you can pick a time and day that works for you and hop on our calendar and we're happy to chat with you and, and talk through what your needs are. Awesome. I love that. Thank you again for taking time to chat with me and us rather, um, can't wait to share uh, your interview with everyone. And I look forward to uh, seeing you. And I'm sure at a fashion event probably in the next week or so. Yeah. <laughs> and we will chat again soon. Again, have a great evening. And thank you again. Awesome. Thank you, Monia. Okay. Talk to you Talk soon. To you. Bye. Bye.